0: Welcome to the Bread and Cup Podcast hosted by Corey and Shauna Burris. They are a former pastor, a college teacher, and Pacific Northwest coffee lovers. Mostly, they are Jesus followers who find themselves in lots of interesting conversations with non Christians, former Christians, wondering Christians, and young adults from all kinds of backgrounds. And we want to invite you into those conversations. The Bread and Cup Podcast is a place for real talk about the Bible, life, and what it takes to move beyond the easy answers. So let's grab a cup and join the conversation.
1: Welcome to the Bread and Cup Podcast. I'm Corey.
0: And I'm Shauna. Today in our cup is a new Meyer lemon tea. It is my new favorite. It was a gift um, from one of our kids to me, and I'm a little obsessed. It's a problem. And uh, we're, along with that, we're having um, double chocolate. It's actually triple chocolate brownie. There's the brownie is chocolate, and then there's like chocolate chunks and chocolate
1: chips. And I'm a little obsessed. (laughs)
0: that <laughs> you're making fun of right me. the right thing. Right? Yeah. yeah. That yeah. felt right. Thank so, you, Dave.
1: So, um, uh, this week we're continuing our conversation about uh, how is the gospel different from Christianity. Um, or and the religion of Christianity. The re- yeah. yeah. Well. Because I mean, it all the, ends the up title, being Christianity. Well, the title of it is How is the gospel different from Christianity? So, oh.
0: So. My apologies.
1: I was just throwing out I'll what the name i just eat some is. brownie and sit over here quietly. Exactly. Yeah, Eat your brownie, drink your tea. Good. um but we're going to talk about Christiformity.
0: Christiformity.
1: Yeah. See, I can't even say it correctly because I don't know what it is because I did not read the book. That this was in. Yeah. So I Shana is going to. I think we warned you to, about
0: this in episode zero. I don't read books. That that I I read all the books and then I make cliff notes versions that Corey then skims so that he knows the the best of it. Yeah. But I love the books. It's yeah. my happy place. In fact, today. Corey found me sitting on the floor of our bedroom, semi in the dark. And he came in, he said, are you hiding? And I said, no, I'm just reading. Like some little book troll. Yeah. And I'm, I'll
1: hear the cliff notes on it later. It'll be great. Yeah. So, But we're talking about Christiformity. So what, Shauna, is Christiformity?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, Christiformity is a term that I learned from Scott McKnight. Um, and uh, it it basically, it's a fancy way of making this distinction between Christianity as sort of a faith that you can show up to on Easter and Christmas, right? The people who say, well, I'm a Christian because they're part of a certain tradition of faith and the, what we were talking about in the last episode of those on the, you know, on this continuum of getting they're of closing the proximity to Jesus. So they are formed into a likeness of Christ. And so it's Christoformity. It's, it is the ultimate um, sort of encapsulation of what some churches call discipleship uh, the and sort of the result of living in accordance to the gospel and with sort of the kingdom of God in mind. That was a lot of church words all in a row. Do you want to uh, translate all that?
1: No, I w- I want to get into the idea of why why people are attracted much more so to Christianity as opposed to conformity. Hmm. Um because I think that um I think about it and I hear it and I'm like, "Oh, well, w-
0: well one has Bible stories about whales and crackers."
1: Well, no, not just that, but like there's a lot of people that that they go to church every week, yep. they go sit in their pew, or now it's, you know, like the cushy seats that are hooked, that hooked together with a little cla- oh, class man, things, hooks. they're a pain. Right. But they, they sit in their seats, and they do get something out of these totally. kind things, and then they get to this point in their, in their, in their faith, or lack of faith, or whatever it is, and they, they get to this thing, and they start questioning things, they start wondering what's going on. And then they realize, man, I've been living my whole life and I don't know if I subscribe to all of this. Totally. And I think that happens to a lot of people. Truly because like what you're saying is Christianity is is a wonderful thing to subscribe to because it has these actionable things that you can do every week that make you feel a little bit better about yourself. Yeah. Right? We say our, we, we go to our church. We talk to people in the in the hallway. We have good relationships yep. with them. We sing we some do fun songs. Well, yeah, we sing some fun songs. Yep. We hear a sermon that's essentially like a, a, you know, listening to a motivational speaker every week. And I get some challenging things of like how I can be a better person. Yep. And then I go home and I, I might even pray. I might even yep. read my Bible and continue that cycle of being motivated in what I'm doing. Yep. But- I don't, but it doesn't, it isn't transformative in any way. Yeah, exactly. And it doesn't bring me closer to anything other than making me feel better and my actions change. And yeah. so we feel a sense of accomplishment. to be
0: part of, right? And we feel a sense
1: of accomplishment. I think a lot of people that go to church feel accomplished. I went this week. I did good. I actually paid attention this week. I've known, been Never known to say the that. Never <laughs> No, well, maybe they shouldn't have church during Chiefs games. Just throwing that out there. We'll,
0: we'll, we'll ask the pastor. Yeah, well. sure. They'll upend three thousand people for the Chiefs. Well,
1: in Seahawk. We have land. to make we have to make sacrifices sometimes. Oh my gosh, <laughs>
0: <So>. <laughs> I can't even. Oh my goodness.
1: So, but, but, but I think that there. I think that there's an attractiveness to Christianity that
0: in that lens. That
1: yeah, it, yeah in that lens. Yeah. That lasts for a while, but at a certain point we start to go, hmm.
0: This isn't helping.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Or like, I can get good- this somewhere else. Sure. I can get the good the few good things I got out of it, I can get from this other thing. Yeah. I can hang out with people at my house and we can have great intellectual discussions over here. And I can go over here and I can watch a really great YouTube video where I'm motivated and challenged in a way that is not have anything to, they don't even have to talk about Jesus and it's great. And so, so why Christiformity though? Why is it different? And how does it, um, how, what, what, what does it mean to somebody who has been living in Christianity versus Christiformity?
0: Okay. Uh, a
1: lot of questions there.
0: That there was. I have a single word answer. Yes. How great is that?
1: Wonderful. Is it going to be a big word? Because I feel like it's going to be a big word.
0: It's not actually that big of a word. It's identity. Okay. That was good. Thanks. Are we done now? Should I?
1: And, and that's I'll all we have us? for this episode. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no. So, okay. So the, the, the core difference, at least as I understand it, fully owning I am not actually a theologian, so y'all should check up on us. We will give you links. Um, and If you don't like our links because you don't trust us yet, that's great. Please go do your own research. But the biggest, um, the most significant difference I can see between the like baseline Christianity as a, as a faith practice mm-hmm. and Christoformity is the idea of identity. In the faith practice, you're right, It for many people, it may as well be listen to some motivational speaker, read a self-help book, you know, put words out into the universe, hold space for goodness or whatever, opposed to prayer. Um, and sort of psychologically, a lot of those things have similar results. Yeah. Um, what it doesn't do is impact your identity. And humans need to know not only who they are as individuals but who they are in terms of the world they inhabit and so um that is what christoformity does is we talked about this a little bit last week or at least we hinted at it that the the closer we draw to jesus because we were we believe we were made as image bearers of god which means we were we were made to to function and reflect him, um, that the closer we get to Jesus in that relationship, the more we are, our actual selves, the more human we are. And the more, the more Corey you become and the more Shauna I become, right? So we're not losing who we are. We're, we're augment, we're enhancing, not augmenting, we're enhancing who we are. And so that identity begins to take root in who we are. And as we begin to form that identity through Christoformity or under the principle of Christoformity, that actually changes how we interact, right? So there's a book out there, Rare Leadership, um, and there's a quote in there that I I can't do better than that. So I'm just going to read it to you and then we can talk about it a little bit more. It's, they say what is needed is a strong sense of how I and my kind of people respond to the naked, poor, lost, confused, and otherwise vulnerable people we and then I use the word meet. They use the word see, but the people we meet or encounter. And the reason I think that quote is so powerful in terms of Christoformity is because we need to consider this through the lens of justice. Jesus came and he broke down barriers for, first and foremost, for the marginalized in his society. For poor, for um, maimed, blind, outcast, for women. Jesus's first interactions and his miracles were linked and, and, and used to display identity in people who were completely unseen and completely dismissed and completely not valued. And so when we, when we begin the process of Christoformity, what we see is not only do you and I become more of who we are, but there is a fundamental shift in how we identify with others.
1: Let me give you a one word
0: sweet okay bring so it we're, we're on just is throwing it a big one, one?
1: one word when, no it's not it's a shorter it's shorter than yours
0: oh always empathy yeah
1: i think that um as we grow closer to to god and as we grow closer to who we are yeah we begin to to see others the way that god sees them which yep. we've talked about many many times on here yep. but we begin to have an empathetic heart. Yeah. Um, we discuss this a lot in my work that that I do, which we work in some social areas and, and other things. and But we also work in politics. And so sometimes politics uh. gets muddled down. And we'll have a politics episode later on. But like, you know, politics gets muddled down and, you know, why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? Mm. And th- it's easy to, to push forward with a mission of getting mm. something done and lose track of why you're doing it. Mm. It's really hard to do that. If you're always approach thing from an empathetic point of view. And if you're always looking and saying how our goal is not to accomplish a mission. Our goal is to care for people. Yeah. Our goal is to look at people from their hurt and look into their hurt and say, how can I help you? Yeah. What can I do? Have empathy for this position that they're in and see what you can do to help get them out of that position. Yeah. And that's really what we're talking about, right? Like as we look at our identities, we also need to look at the identities of those around us and, and look at it from an empathetic point of view.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, uh, so this links back to sort of what is supposed to be the thesis of these conversations which is the difference between a religious perspective and a gospel perspective. And so I'm now going to swap the word gospel for identity hmm. for the moment, right? So we went from gospel to Christoformity to identity. And I believe they're they're nearly synonymous with each other. Um when you know when used in this context, so religion is value based on conformity. I am acceptable because of my obedience or my adherence. Um, It's a homogenous view, right? Yeah. All of us look the same, act the same, dress the same. We have conformity. Identity, Christoformity, is action based on value. I am acceptable, full stop. I know how to act because I know who I am in Jesus would be the mm. gospel version. So identity is action based on value, and that is a, a really powerful distinction, because it isn't good enough to go and hear a motivational sermon. It's not good enough to go and participate in some phenomenally, you know, produced worship set. It's not enough to even donate to the right things, whether that be a tithe perspective or a human services perspective. Um, those things—that's a religious. I conformed to the identi- I conformed to the rules. Therefore, I have identity. Where Christoformity says, "I'm, I'm part of God's family. He has adopted me, made us heirs, right, mm-hmm. sons and heirs." And therefore, I am acceptable. Full stop. I matter. And because I know I matter, I, I know what that means when I go out into the big wide world. And it means that I, ex- that I make different decisions about how I spend my time and my money. It means I make different decisions about how I treat the people around me, whether that's um, the barista at one of our favorite coffee places, Cutter's Point or if it's
1: not a sponsor by the way. So. Not a
0: sponsor, but they are welcome to if they would like. We will drink their coffee all day long. Um or if it's somebody, you know, it could be the the governor of our state mm. or a senator um that when you meet when you meet people, I know how to act in those situations because I know who I am. And I am the current most authentic version of who I am because this is as close as I can be to Christ right now. Hmm. And hopefully I'll become more authentic as I age and I, and I participate in Christoformity more and more, but I, yeah.
1: So you shared with me a story of, um, someone who went through the discipleship program that you help with at our church. Yeah. That or it was multiple people, but that that yeah that struggled with this and realized, oh man, I'm not who I thought I was. Yeah. So talk me through that.
0: Okay, so this really answers the question why this why is this discussion why we're not arguing semantics, right? Because it would be easy to listen in on this and go, oh, you guys are just splitting hairs about. I mean, church is church. Like, stop pretending that you do something special. Um, I hear that. I appreciate it. This is why we're not splitting hairs. So I have had um in my classroom, um I'm going to consider one person, but it has been more than one person who grew up in the church. Um and they grew up in a a church that believes this. Um and they would go week in and week out, and they were part of a family that would go week in and week out, and they knew some of the stories, and you know, they'd gone to youth group and they'd gone to summer camp and they'd done the stuff, right? And they'd done the stuff to the point where they decided to spend one to two years of their college experience, not just attending classes, but submitting themselves to, to a ministry like environment, right? Like this is, this is not an easy thing to participate in. And we got, we got about halfway into the year and there, Serving and leading and doing the stuff, right? I, it's that religious, I am acceptable because of my obedience and my adherence. They did all the stuff and then had kind of this little mini crisis. And thankfully, I've, you know, they lend me a lot of trust and would come in and sort of be like, um, so the way you talk about this it it's freaking me out a little bit hmm. okay let's keep talking cuz that's my go to what do you what do you mean well like cuz i've gone to church my whole life mhm and i mean like worship and i do the stuff and i've served in kids yeah that's so good but it doesn't look in my life the way you talk about it hmm. like it's it this this is clearly not the same thing. Good. It's a good thing to recognize. Yeah. What should we do about that? And thankfully, um from my perspective, the response was I I I think I think I need to figure out who God actually is in my life. Yeah. I think that's a great idea. And then came to the point where you know, we sort of kept that dialogue going, kept that process going. It certainly wasn't just with me. It was with, you know, multiple awesome leaders who were willing to invest in these students' lives. Um, but sort of came to the point where by the end of the year, it was like, oh, I actually wasn't a Christian until that moment. Mm. <laughs> that on, on reflection of this, you know, this journey that you and I talk about, that, that they adhered to the religious tradition, but didn't accept it as truth and something willing as part of their identity until they were deep into something that we would have said you had to have had a Christian identity to even participate in. They finally began to participate in Christoformity midway through this Christian development program. Hmm. Um, and I, I would risk saying that there's probably more than a few Christians that especially in their young adult years have to come to that point of, oh, is, is this actually something I believe? Or is this hmm. just something I've been around enough that it's comfortable and familiar? Right. And that is that moment of, it's. I'm not talking about this like, meme-esque, I have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, jerky church lady, right, who's out there like bopping people on the head with Bible verses. Um, they can say, someone can say that, well, it's about a personal relationship. But if there isn't Christoformity happening, if we don't see an actual identity shift, and if we don't see the way that that identity then brings kingdom stuff, then I would, I would want to have a conversation with that person about, well, how are you participating in Christoformity? What is this relationship doing in your life yeah. to change who you are? And then,
1: well, and on the, on the other side of that, um, because I think a lot of times, um, the idea of your identity being in Christ and, and not being what most people call religious yeah is is a lot of people on the evangelical side which is the type of churches we go to would say well on the other side are the Catholics they just act and they just have their little ceremonial things that 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 kind of do that but on the other side of that is a lot of times those things do bring yeah that I think that a lot of those traditional things actually do help bring us perspective and Absolutely. a great example of that is your grandparents oh my who goodness, right. are. Grew up Catholic, were an amazing Catholic family, so good that they had like how many kids? 17, 15, 16? 14. Okay. We've been
0: married 22 years. You should know this by now.
1: Well, it's 14. Yes. There was a lots of aunts and uncles. That's all I'm I know. Saying.
0: And half of them look the same. So, exactly. in your defense,
1: it's hard to keep. And they track. don't all live near us. So, no. Just give me a break. So, totally give but, me a break, babe. But, like, a very traditional Catholic family. Yeah. And, if completely there was crystal formed yeah like completely yeah, like their question. identity I mean, was in was not in their church i mean it was they loved their church they yep. loved their parish they were they leaders loved, you there know, they yeah but but what made what they but who they were yeah was transformed right and yeah. we have some good friends of ours that are that live near us that are also catholic couple and they yeah. are transformed yeah and i so i think that and who they are, their identity is truly yeah. found in who Christ is. An
0: orthodox liturgical tradition does not mean that there isn't Christoformity happening. Exactly. And a hyperactive Pentecostal tradition does not mean that Christoformity is happening. Yeah. And and I think that that is a, an incredibly important distinction, that it, it actually doesn't matter what type of Christian church you go to, you you can participate in the church and have no christoformity happening and you can participate in the church and have lots of christoformity yeah. happening and we are not making um, any proclamation on what um, what denomination you adhere to we are saying that you know your you know you're doing the biblical model of the of Jesus and the gospel When you see Christoformity happening, when that person's identity is being transformed from external validation or self-worth, like I am good because I say I am good, right? Into my value is because my value is inherent and I behave in accordance to the way that Jesus behaved, how I know how to behave and how my people behave when we come up against The poor, the needy, those that are thirsty, those that are hungry, those that are marginalized, those that aren't, those that are in power. How do we treat people? Hmm. And how do we interact with people? And does that reflect how Jesus treated and interacted with people?
1: They will know us by our love, right? Absolutely. And when when that love is not part of who we are as a culture of your church. Yep. You know that that you are amongst people whose identity is no longer in Christ, but is in, yeah. is, is in the church.
0: Yeah. And that happens. And we are hopefully challenging. I know we are challenging ourselves, hopefully as much as anyone else, yeah. to continue examining. It's, it's comfortable to be part of a homogenous community. Um, it is Christ-like to participate in a very non-homogeneous community, and to see worth and identity wherever you go. However, they ascribe worth and identity to you, and that 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 the closer you get to Jesus, the more sure you are of who you actually are. What what your gifts are intended to do and what it looks like to say, I am acceptable. I know how to act because I know who I am and who Jesus calls me to be. Mm -hmm. And it makes the rest of it. um, That's where that sense of peace comes from. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I have today. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, that
1: was awesome. I thought you did a good job.
0: Oh, thanks. You too. (laughs) I always like listening to you talk.
1: So um, if you are in a church where you're like, man, I don't know, you know, I don't know that they always are loving and caring. What do you think they should do? So I'm sorry. I am adding to this.
0: Yeah. I thought you might have something to say. Yeah.
1: What do you think they should do? Me? Yeah.
0: Oh, goodness. Uh, I don't think I'm qualified to answer that. Other Other than to say, if you are listening and you have an inkling that Jesus is who he says he is? If you don't, if you're listening in because you're wondering what crazy Christians think, there's nothing you should do. Just keep wondering what crazy Christians think. Keep showing up. We love to have you listen. We'd even love to hear you respond. But if you have an inkling that Jesus is who he says he is, I would say keep keep pressing into that. Hmm. Keep finding sources that encourage you to think in that way. And of course we have some of those linked in our show notes. Yep. Um, but think past that and don't run screaming from the church you're sitting in Yeah. because those people really matter too. And find the people that are willing to engage in a dialogue and start having that dialogue because Christiformity and understanding of the Bible and Authentic relationships, they all happen in the context of community.
1: Yeah, and I will say, and they exist within your community, even if you don't think that they do. Yeah. Because we know this because people that we have gone to church with before, with at other churches, people within our church, are are coming out of the woodworks, if that makes sense. Sure. I don't know if that's totally true, but like coming to us and saying, heard what you said about this i didn't know anybody else thought about that yeah. this way i mean part of yeah. the reason we started this podcast was because we had so many people saying to us so i think this way yeah
0: i heard you told so and so blah 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 can we talk about that yeah. and at yeah. some point we couldn't actually have all the conversations
1: right and so yeah. so th- there are people out there you need to find them have have a conversation with them make i will i will encourage you if you are if you if you are a christian if you if you do per you know if you you do believe then i would say make sure that the people that you seek counsel with and that you you bounce these ideas off also are are seeking to bring you closer to god and not trying to tear you away from it because there is a there is an ease there sometimes for you to again just throw it all out because you're like I don't understand I don't I don't I can't find my identity and
0: you can throw it out two ways you can throw it out by completely dismissing religion
1: yeah
0: and you can throw it away by rejecting any any hope of Christoformity and simply saying it's comfortable for me to show up and that's all I'm gonna do um And I think either one of those is heartbreaking. I far prefer the idea of living in the tension of discovery and growth. And um, we invite you into that tension. And
1: And we invite you into conversation. If you have, if you want to um, uh, talk with us, chat with us, send us a message, uh, post in the comments. You can send us private messages. Uh, on Instagram or on Facebook. Yep, it's at
0: Bread and Cut Podcast. You can find us, um, our website is?
1: Bread and Cut Podcast.com.
0: That's right. Uh, And of course, uh, like, follow, share these podcasts, expand the conversation, please. You know people we don't, and we really want them um, to be part of these discussions. Uh, It is how we all grow Uh, You can find, of course, our episodes. If you're listening, you already know what platform you like. But if you've decided the current platform is no good, you can find us on Spotify, Apple, um, Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and...
1: If you're tech savvy, you can drop an RSS feed into your favorite player and it'll subscribe to it. And Shauna doesn't know what I'm talking about, but you can do it. I know.
0: And yes, we can. Thank Uh. God you know that (laughs) stuff. In any case... Thank you for joining us for these conversations. Um, we appreciate you giving us voice in your world. We hope we encouraged you um, and we'd love to hear from you. To join the conversation, like and subscribe, then find us on Instagram at Bread and Cup Podcast. You can also find us at our website and other social platforms linked in the show notes.